Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Hey, welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Karen Gibas, along with my phenomenal co-host, Brett Eckert. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 29th, the Feast of saints peter and paul yes beautiful feast day in our church a beautiful day here in rapid city and a beautifully quiet mustard seed store (laughs) very true (laughs) well brett would you like to start us out in prayer please yes in the name of the father the son the holy spirit amen heavenly father we come before you today asking for you to be ever present in our lives to continue to show us your way that we can conform our lives to you We are so grateful for all the amazing blessings that you have given to us, giving us another day to be able to follow you. We thank you, Lord, for the amazing sacrifice of you on the cross and of our personal relationship with you. We just ask, Lord, that as we continue to go throughout our days, that we continue to ever grow in our relationship and love for you. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Brett, it's a beautiful day here in the Rapid City Diocese. Oh, it is. It is a nice little bit of crispness to the morning air this morning as I left the house up near Hill City. And I'm like, can't ask for a better day. God is good. God is good. And today we are celebrating here in the diocese the ordination of Josh Lee to the transitional diaconate. Yes, happening up here over at the cathedral here in a couple hours at 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, what a great what a great blessing. I mean, it's the blessings for our our diocese and for the Catholic Church here in Western South Dakota today. It, it, I mean, well, I shouldn't say it's been a long time, but it feels like it's been a long time <laughs> since we've had something like, you know, like an ordination. Yeah, very true. It has seemed like a, a little bit of a time, but uh, it is just an amazing blessing for the, for the diocese and for vocations in general. Uh, yep. Josh is an amazing young man. It's exciting to see, like, that's, that's exactly what we need in our young priests, passionate and in yep. love and uh, have the fire for Christ. So it's beautiful yep. to see. It is great. So if all of you listeners could keep Josh Lee in your prayers today. I know he and his family would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to start this show off yeah. with... A great guest. Do you want to introduce him? Yeah. So uh, we've got Ken Oric, uh, a parishioner at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help here in Rapid City. Good morning, Ken. You there? Good morning, Brett. Yes, I am. <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm doing well. And yourself? Uh, you know, I can't complain. As I just said with Karen, uh, uh, God is good. It's been a beautiful morning. I actually had some extra cuddle time with one of my kiddos this morning before I came in. So uh, always a blessing. Always a blessing in finding those. Can't beat that at all. Can't beat it at all. <laughs> right. Well, Ken Ken is joining us today. Ken is a parishioner, as I said, at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help here in Rapid City. Um, so, Ken, just give us a little information about yourself. Well, I joined the church uh, at the cathedral about 11 years ago through RCIA, and I've been very actively involved yet, uh, since then in different ministries, including as a, as a lector and uh, an alpha team leader and most recently is the Master of Ceremonies for uh, Bishop Mewich. Well, boy, sounds like you're a pretty busy guy. 
it's it's all time well invested. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> right? It's those priorities. Uh, well, we have Ken on this morning, and uh, there's a new group that kind of is just starting up here uh, at the cathedral. And uh, it's called the Catholic War Veterans Organization. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit. But obviously, uh, this is a group for veterans. So first off, thank you for your service to our country. I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me serve. Yeah. Um, so with uh, what branch of military were you involved in? Give us a little bit of your military background. Well, I served in the United States Army from 1996 to 2004. Uh, I was a counterintelligence special agent, so I spent the first part of my career uh, hunting for spies, and then after September 11th, the uh, latter part of my career in the uh, war on terrorism. Uh, I had a wonderful opportunity to be stationed all over the world, including six years in Europe, uh, three years in Germany, three years in the Netherlands. Uh, my youngest son was actually born in Germany when we were stationed there in a small German hospital because we weren't near any American facilities. So I uh, had a great experience, had the opportunity to visit the uh, places like Bosnia and Kosovo uh, and uh, other countries in Europe as part of my job. So it was a, it was an adventure, and it was a time well spent. Hmm. Well, that's amazing. Um, so you, being involved with counterintelligence, it makes us, it makes it, is it one of those jobs where all of a sudden it's like, I can tell you things, but I can't tell you things, or I'd have to kill you type uh, situation there, yeah, or no? Not, not quite to that extreme, but there are, are things I still can't talk about. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the counterintelligence in the Army is mainly focused on uh, protecting uh, Army and national assets from uh, foreign adversaries. And, uh, you know, we work hard to do that. Uh, people think in the modern age that uh, the spies are obsolete. We've got satellites and we've got listening posts and we've got those kinds of things. But uh, actually, the human spy is still the backbone of all intelligence operations. So we were very involved in uh, encountering those efforts from our adversaries. Well, thank you. And like I said, I mean, and this is to all servicemen and women who are uh, listening today, just thank you for your service so incredibly much. Um, just uh, we are not able to live in the freest country in the world without the sacrifice and the dedication and the service uh, of our amazing men and women in uniform. So once again, thank you, Ken, and for all of our listeners, uh, thank you for those who are either actively in the military, former military, but also uh, the families of all those who have uh, been involved in the military and have been enlisted because uh, it's a sacrifice for the families as well. Uh, so uh, we keep you all in our prayers and just thank you consistently, uh, especially as we're coming to, onto the 4th of July uh, weekend, which is super exciting. It's a nice time for us to remember uh, what we've all been fighting for and the freedoms that we have. So, uh, Ken, with with this idea of service, obviously service is kind of ingrained into it, kind of sounds, uh, serving in the military, but also just the, all, the number of services and the different things that you do within the life of the church. How has uh, you ha have the crossover, have you seen that that background and the idea of service really playing into and linking to your Catholic faith? I think it does. I think, uh, you know, most service members after a period of time uh, have that ethos ingrained into them that uh, service to our fellow man and service to each other and helping out our neighbors and our friends in the same way we helped out our battle buddies comrades uh, in the military is an important part of life. Uh, one of the things that I really found that made me comfortable in my Catholic faith when we joined the church uh, was that uh, the kind of structure to our Catholic faith, and you knew who was who and where you stood and 
what needed to be accomplished and and there's a certain amount of uh of feeling uh comfortable in those situations for military members and i think that's why uh so many of the men in our parish and uh, the men in our saturday morning men's group happen to be veterans yeah um so tying in we'll, we'll kind of tie this all together um so how did the so this catholic war veterans organization um you just hinted at some of it, and I know a little bit of the origin story um, of how it came about a little bit, um, but maybe you could be privy to our our, uh, our listeners on how did this organization even start up? Like, where did this seedling start at the cathedral? Well, backing up a little bit further, the Catholic War Veterans of the United States have existed since 1935. And it was started by a parish priest, as many of our uh, lay programs have been throughout the history of the church in uh, New York. And he was a World War One chaplain and had come back and uh, wanted to continue to provide for the veterans and those that had served uh, not only from his parish, but his wider diocese uh, in New York. And so uh, it came into existence. And it continued to grow and spread more heavily on the East Coast than uh, in the Midwest and the West Coast. But there are there are posts across the nation now. And uh, in the course of that, in 1984, uh, President Reagan signed uh, congressional legislation, which gave the Catholic War veterans a charter uh, by the U.S. Congress as a veteran service organization and the only one at the time that was actually religious-based or focused on providing uh, those religious aspects also. So uh, fast-forwarding to uh, what's happening at the cathedral, um, notice that quite a few of us in our men's group on Saturday mornings as we go through different programs for veterans, and uh, the idea came uh, to, uh, to put together a veterans group. And uh, we sort of looked at uh, what was out there and Many of us had not heard of the Catholic War Veterans before, and we discovered it and discovered that it matched uh, our values and promoted uh, not only uh, services for Catholics serving in the military and veterans, but also was a major supporter of the Archdiocese of the Military, which is uh, the, uh, the diocese that oversees providing uh, services as chaplains to members of the United States military and to the Department of Veterans Affairs. So it seemed like a great organization to bring to Cathedral, and uh, we've successfully done that and are still looking for more veterans to join or veterans that are interested in opening a, and starting a post in their own parish. Uh, it doesn't have to be everybody joins our post at the Cathedral. Uh, now that we've gone through this process, we, we look forward to helping other parishes start their own program. Yeah, well, that's a, that's amazing. And as you kind of mentioned, it's going to be interesting. Um, we have another guest on a little bit later, but it sounds like all of this kind of started in conversation with a bunch of other men sitting around a uh, early morning, Saturday morning uh, men's group. Yeah, it really did. Uh, this men's group uh, that was put together uh, with the driving force behind it being uh, Ernie Garcia, a great member of our parish that's very involved. Um, we started with uh, the Into the Breach program and went all the way through that. We uh, have now gone on to a book study on uh, evangelizing Catholics. And uh, we've all grown pretty close, and we've expanded our 
our desire to continue to serve our parish, and and so this is a an outbranch of that. Um, but we do meet uh, every uh, Saturday morning. Right now, we're meeting at seven a.m. Uh, for coffee and donuts, and then uh, we get done in time that uh, we can attend eight o'clock mass on Saturday. Well, that's amazing, and uh, I think that goes to kind of show a really important element to our faith that it's crazy when we allow each other to come together in faith and to have these conversations, how uh, the Lord can place something upon our heart, and it's usually something placed upon multiple hearts at the same time. And I mean, now all of a sudden we've got a Catholic war veterans organization starting up. And uh, so, I mean, one of the things is listening to those promptings, but also uh, for all the men out there, uh, being involved in those types of groups is really important. So, I mean, have you seen just like... What have other, been other fruits that you've seen from being involved within the men's group? Well, I think that it's, in a way, it's re-inspired some of us. I know it has me. Um, you know, at first you say, well, why am I, Saturday's my morning to sleep in. Why am I going to get up early and go to church? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you soon realize that you're getting much more out of it uh, than you're actually putting into it. In the re-energizing every week of your faith, in the fellowship with the fellow men of the cathedral and, and your parish. And I got to say, the age range uh, in our group is from, you know, the 20s to the 80s. And we have men from every generation in that, in that group. And everybody's got something to offer, and everybody's got different stories. So as we've worked our way through these different programs, uh, we've all been able to learn from each other. Well, that's amazing. Um, so looking back at the Catholic... Catholic War Veterans Organization, um, as you continue, we heard how it kind of got started. So what is their ultimate, what, what's the goal, what's the mission, um, what are they really focusing on? Well, there's several different things. Like uh, many veterans groups, there's a focus on Americanism and, and pride and patriotism and making sure that those values, which are also Catholic values, get passed on to younger generations uh, that may not be getting that in school any longer and may not be getting real uh, civics-type lessons. Uh, we want to encourage veterans and men to stay involved in their parish uh, life and to be involved in the sacraments and be involved in the different ministries uh, that exist out there. We want to, as I said earlier, support the Archdiocese for the military. Um, we're really... Uh, losing the amount of priests that we used to have uh, serving as chaplains in the U.S. military. Uh, and so the archdiocese and the, the bishops and auxiliary bishops of that archdiocese are always out, I believe, you know, recruiting for chaplains. And, and we want to support that effort and also support the effort of the parishes that exist on the military bases. They have uh, several lay programs to teach uh, members of the military that don't have access to a Catholic chaplain uh, to help run different programs uh, wherever they happen to be stationed or deployed. So combine that with the general work of a veteran service organization and making sure that veterans get their benefits, know what their benefits are, have access to the benefits, um, those kinds of things that happen in any veteran service organization happen in the Catholic War Veterans but we've got that extra layer on top of promoting our Catholicism and promoting uh, continued uh, participation in the sacraments by the military members, no matter where they are in the world. 
Well, yeah, um, that's amazing. So we're going to actually end up going to break here really shortly. Um, so we'll come back on the other side of the break and continue to talk with our guest, Ken Oreck, um, about uh, the Catholic War Veterans Organization starting up here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Health. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everyone out there in listener land. It is June 29th, 2021. Beautiful Tuesday morning here in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. I am Brett Eckert, and sitting alongside me is my co-host... Karen Gibis. Hello, good morning. And we've got Ken Oreck on the phone. Ken Oreck has been talking uh, about a new organization that's been started up at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, uh, the Catholic War Veterans Organization. And we heard some of the history on uh, how it all got started. Started back in 1935 uh, and was brought about by a priest. Um, so, Ken, let's, let's focus our attention a little more to... Um, this group that's starting here, I know this is just in the beginning phases, right? When did this all start up? Well, we started a couple of weeks ago in actually forming the post after doing our research. And one of the first things the national organization wants you to do is, is get your priest on board and, and make sure this is something uh, that they want to do. So we're blessed at the cathedral to have uh, 
two wonderful priests that are actually uh, have strong connections to military and military families. So I went to Father Brian Christensen, uh, our pastor at the cathedral, who, as many people know, is an Air Force Academy and a former Air Force pilot, and asked him if uh, he'd be willing to be uh, not only supportive, but be our chaplain in this group as a, as a veteran. And, and he quickly agreed uh, to do that because he sees the benefit in supporting the veterans in the parish. And then uh, Father Matt Falgren is uh, what we'd call a military brat. grew up in a military family uh, <laughs> and, uh, and has a good understanding of the effects. I think that uh, military life and being deployed uh, and having family members in harm's way far from home means that the individual families. So having these two wonderful priests in our parish uh, really made this an easy uh, program to set up, and, and we know we're going to get the support uh, from them in all this. Uh, and then we contacted the national organization, and the national organization has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, Commander David Crum, uh, who is out of New York, uh, has, has done wonderful things for us and provided all the information we needed uh, to set up a post and to uh, to get things going. And, and the organization is very interested in expanding the presence of the Catholic War veterans in the Midwest and in these guys. Uh, there's no posts in uh, in South Dakota except ours at this point in time. And in the next couple of years, we'd love to love uh, to have many posts in many different parishes. No, it sounds amazing. So, um, in regards to the actual your post here in Rapid, and I know some of this is all uh, the beginning and formulation of the talk of what's going to happen, but um, what are the posts actually? Um, who do they serve? Do they serve active military? Do they serve uh, veterans? Like, and what are some of the services that are provided? So it serves both. Um, we want to collect up and make sure not only that our parish members that are serving in the military on active duty and some of which are serving overseas, uh, that their needs are being met and programs exist uh, to support them. Uh, and one of the ways the organization does that is through lobbying and through uh, meeting with Congress members and meeting with different officials uh, to make sure that the needs of the Catholics serving in the, in the military and that our veterans are heard but also in uh, running specific programs or supporting programs being run by other organizations uh, for the active duty military or in the, again, the Veterans Administration. You know, Veterans Administration hospitals can sometimes be lonely places, and just having that, uh, that uh, group come and visit or those individuals that are willing uh, to sit with someone uh, is something that really uh, is beneficial. The Knights of Columbus have done that for for almost a century also uh, and supported it, but this is just another layer that can help with those kinds of supports. And then within the parish, uh, again, running programs, they go hand-in-hand with parish programs, but then have a a different layer to it in supporting citizenship and Americanism and and respect for our country and the freedoms that allow us as Catholics uh, to carry out our faith and to practice our faith. Um, Many of us have been to countries uh, around the world where uh, the ch- church has either been suppressed or there's restrictions placed on the church. And uh, we want to make sure that we recognize that our country is, is great for promoting uh, freedom of religion and freedom of speech. And that's all part of parish life, and it all goes along with our, our Catholic values. Well, and I think 
you just hit something that's that's very important. I think is as you kind of said, these individuals being able to to go to the VA, uh, to go to the hospitals and be able to be there because there's a couple things that kind of stand out to me. One is the brotherhood that is created within military service. Um, just this brotherhood that gets created and this strong bond. Um, and I think this is a beautiful element to allow people to uh, be able to connect on a very deep level because, as I said, um, we as Americans, I think sometimes very much so, take for granted um, mm -hmm. the the things that we have for the everyday comforts, the, the freedom of religion. So I think um, for a lot of us, I, I personally never served um, in the military. Uh, I went off to college and got my education, but my brother and my dad, and I know like even connecting with them, um, there's a huge connection in regards to that military service um, and the things that they have seen. And I think for sometimes the the average everyday Joe um, might not really understand how blessed we have it here. So in commemoration of the 4th of July, um, give us a little glimpse, if you could. I think it's really important for people to see how lucky we really have it. Um, so what are instances in which you've seen the, like, uh, the restrictions and the hardships um, in other places in compared to what we have here? Well, I think the prime example for me in my career, and I didn't spend a lot of time in the Middle East, but I spent a lot of time in the Balkans. And, and after the former Yugoslavia fractured and these different uh, sex and, and racial groups reformed, uh, there was suppression of the church in parts of the Balkans. Uh, there were parts that said uh, you can only be a member of this church, and there were uh, parts of the Balkans that said that we're not going to have any church, uh, and they used the government forces and militias and, and general uh, hatred of their fellow man to, to not only uh, uh, stop churches and stop people of faith from meeting, but also oftentimes, unfortunately, committing genocide against uh, people of faith or people of a different faith. So we, we live in a very insulated world in the United States. We can drive for days and days and days and still be Americans in America speaking the same language. And I think it's real easy for Americans to start, start thinking the rest of the world is like that when it's not, when there are still uh, ethnic biases and, and ethnic conflicts that have gone on for centuries. And oftentimes those people don't even know why they hate the other people anymore. It's just yeah. something that's been passed on to them. And so we are blessed in that way, and, and we're blessed that we um, have the opportunity to see those things and bring them back home and serve. You talked a little bit about the comradeship, and just a couple, couple statistics. Since September 11th of 2001, less than one-half of 1% 1 of our nation has served on active duty in the military. You, know, you think about that. One half of 1% has served to keep the rest of us free and to keep, uh, you know, people safe throughout the world. And that makes it a very small, tight group, like you indicated. Mm -hmm. There's a reason, you know, you see veterans wearing uh, hats that display their, their service or shirts. Um, we're proud of that service, and we're also never without... Uh, a battle buddy or a friend when we see another veteran. We know we can turn to those people and, and hopefully uh, they'll come to our assistance when we're in need. So uh, we're proud as veterans in the United States. You know, there's a large amount of uh, the Catholic faith represented in the military, somewhere upwards of 35, 40 percent. 
of those serving in the military are Roman Catholic in the United States. So there's a bond that can be developed there also through uh, practicing our faith while in the military when we can and we have uh, chaplains and priests available to us. And that, again, is another reason why uh, this organization supports that archdiocese so well. Well, I think that's amazing, Ken. For our listeners, we have Ken Orrick on the line right now and talking about um, the Catholic War Veterans Organization. Um, and Ken, um, it creates this brotherhood. It it gives these veterans, the men who have served, our, men and women who have served our country, so courageously an opportunity to come together and be involved. So, my question is, where can people find out more information if they want to be involved, and then if they also are interested in starting their own chapter? Well, if you're in this listening area, the easiest way is going to be to contact me. You're welcome to. I can give you my email address, which is K, as it's for Ken, O-R-R-O-C-K, O-R-R-O-C-K, at C-W-V, Catholic War Veterans, C-W-V.org. So K-O-R-O-C at C-W-V.org. And I'd be happy to help anybody that's interested in bringing this organization to their parish in our Midwest region uh, get set up and get going. Uh, you can also contact me uh, through the cathedral uh, if you're not able to get through on email or you don't have access to email. Welcome to call uh, the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help and, and leave a message for me. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so so much, Ken, first off, for your service. Uh, for the service of all those men and women, uh, but also just this opportunity for uh, those who have served so valiantly to be able to come together and to share in a, a common goal of uh, continuing to support them for what they have done. So we want to just say thank you again, Ken. Um, once again, if you're interested in starting up a Catholic war veterans organization, um, go ahead and reach out to Ken Orek. Um, or you can contact the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help um, in Rapid City, South Dakota, and we will definitely get you uh, connected to Ken. Let's just say he's a pretty active dude in the in the parish. <laughs> You'll so be able to find him. We'll be able to find him. I mean, he's running around half the time. So th thanks again, Ken, for coming on. Thanks for having me, and, and thanks again for all of those that are doing the hard work that you are in supporting the faith. Well, you're welcome. Well, coming up next, we're going to speak with a writer and director of the latest Catholic documentary. So stay with us right here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.